You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. There was a box labeled classified Kept thinking I could show it off And they just let it slide But then some jerk up in D.C. Realized that they were gone I said you're wrong Cause they've been mine all along But now there's Jack Back from the Hague He's as relentless as a bloodhound And as deadly as the plague I should have chained those stupid locks And caused a fire or a flood Now the feds have re-indicted me The Dems are spelling blood My lawyers quit Walked out the door Oh yeah. Please turn around now Cause I won't pay for it anymore <laughs> Thank God the GOP Is rushing to my side There's a few though who hope I lay down and die is classified. Oh. I won't survive. Oh, no. They got evidence like tapes and texts. They won't believe my lies. Yeah, the feds are on my ass. And my friends are flipping fast. It's classified. <laughs> I won't survive. Hey, hey. Dance, Jack. Come on. I'll spend every minute left in my gold golf cart. Ask those suckers for donations, yeah, I'll squeeze them hard. And I'll spend oh so many nights raging at somebody else. If I was president, then I could pardon myself. Uh-uh. Now look at me, I always lose. I'm not that puffed up orange blob who used to dance for you. So if you feel a little pity, send a dollar, maybe five. Don't make me cry. Don't let me lay down and die. It's classified. I won't survive. They got evidence like tapes and texts. They won't believe my lies. Yeah, the feds are on my ass. And my friends are flipping fast. It's classified. I won't survive. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Founders sing. (laughs) I just had to start the show with that today. You know, it just begged for it. Um, But it is a busy, busy Monday because I could think of nobody that I would rather invite on the show on a day like today uh, than our friend Marcy Wheeler. So as usual, because Marcy is in Ireland, uh, it's a few hours ahead of us. We um, we taped it this morning. So, with no further ado, we, uh, oh, oh, hold on, I gotta, I I always forget, I gotta turn this one down before I can bring this monitor up, and welcome Marcy Wheeler uh, back to the show. You ready? Take it away. 
Well, it is Monday and boy, everything kind of exploded at the end of last week. So, of course, I reached out to Marcy Wheeler because of uh, the, the great work she does at EmptyWheel.net to see what uh, what she makes of this new indictment against Donald Trump. So first on Wednesday, we had heard it was going to be seven counts. And then all of a sudden, Thursday, they released the thing. No, it was Thursday and, and Friday, but okay. Well, 38, 37 of them de- dealing directly with uh, Donald Trump. So um, is this what you expected, Marcy Wheeler? Well, when they said seven counts, it was clear to me that Jim Trustee, who used to be Trump's lawyer back in the Halcyon days of last week, um, it was clear that Jim Trustee, who really was completely ill-suited to an espionage case, case in the first case, was um, mistaking, he wasn't aware of how Espionage Act cases sometimes get charged, which is that each document can be charged separately. And so I was saying, as were other people who know this, were like, well, you know, it, however many charges there are, and sure enough, uh, 31 of those charges are tied to individual documents that Donald Trump allegedly stole. Ah. Okay, so there were the seven, and then the thirty-one documents that okay that they deline- that they detailed or gave us a spe- kind of specifics on. Um, out of Quite hundreds of specifics, I mean, I you know, I've I've gone over. I did a post earlier this morning. I did two posts today. I but saw. You've in one busy. of them, I talked about some of the precedent cases where they. Uh, like a guy named Hal Martin who brought home a bunch of NSA files. And in his case, they he, they charged him at first with one count for 20 documents that he took home. And they gave far less detail about those documents than they did in the Trump indictment, which is telling. I think is it's important to understand that um, Jack Smith gave us a ton of detail in that indictment. Well, the, uh, uh, definitely. And and look, I hope by now everybody has read the indictment. It's 47, 49 pages, but it reads really easy. It'll take about 20 minutes to read through it. But on repeated readings, I'm seeing more and more. And of course, you know, I read through it on, on uh, Thursday or on Friday when we got it. Um, and uh, then over the weekend, I was reading your analysis, and wow, um, there's so much more than meets the eye. First of all, there's a lot here. Did you expect, I guess we all expected an indictment, but did you expect to this extent? Well, I'm one of the few people who, from the very beginning, said this was an Espionage Act case. And the reason I did is because I've covered the Espionage Act. There really aren't that many journalists. And unfortunately, the vast majority of journalists who are covering this are um, about half of them are politics journalists. They're not even Mm -hmm. DOJ journalists. And the other DOJ journalists, most of them don't have a lot of experience with Espionage Act. And so a lot of the reporting on this, like uh, Washington Post in particular, was hilariously bad at saying, look at all the evidence of obstruction we've gotten. I'm like, that's not evidence of obstruction. That's evidence of Espionage Act. And, and you know, I, I think journalists were, uh, I mean, they don't know the Espionage Act. They were hesitant to get over their skis. Um, some of them are virtual PR mavens for Donald Trump. And so, you know, I think for a lot of people, they were surprised that it was an Espionage Act indictment. What I was surprised about, um, I had this bet with this former CIA lawyer. I'm like, I think they'll charge six documents. They'll be uh, they'll be secret. And he's like, I think they'll go maybe 15. So here we have this bet, <laughs> six versus 15. And we were like the two of the only people who were pretty sure it was going to be espionage, like pretty sure this is how 793 cases work. And lo and behold, it was 31 and 20. Uh, I want to say 21 of those are top secret with with multiple um, compartments. So these are some of the most sensitive documents in in U.S. government. Um, I, I just did a post earlier this morning, for example, reviewing the documents that got disclosed for the Scooter Libby trial, which, like Trump, is somebody who was investigated for leaking information that goes through the White House. And in that case, there were some top secret documents that got declassified, but the vast majority of the ones used in his trial were still secret. Whereas in Trump's trial, the vast majority of the documents are going to be top secret plus, plus, plus. Right. You know, and and that's the thing I heard, you know, when after the not a raid, after they served the the, the uh, search warrant and we heard that there were they found all these documents. 
we had heard that some of them they couldn't even discuss because the how they were classified was top secret, that they were so sensitive. And now we know they detailed the, the, the nuclear and military capabilities of other countries and the U.S. I mean, in different documents, this stuff, would there be any reasonable explanation for Donald Trump keeping any of these documents? No. And um, you mentioned the one that described U.S. nuclear power. Uh, uh, it's a it would be a Department of Energy document and possibly the one of the other country as well. But the one that describes ours is um, classified under the Atomic Energy Act. And this is really important for people to know because right wingers get this wrong all the time. And. Unlike all the rest of classified documents, the president cannot by himself declassify those documents um, because the idea is you don't want the president going nuts and declassifying plans for a nuclear bomb. That's the logic. So Trump had one of those stuck in his storage closet, you know, where people were coming in and out, where there were parties, where um, multiple countries were targeting his beach resort. That's the kind of thing that he had stored, you know, basically without any kind of protection at all. Right. Uh, No, it's astounding. And then then, of course, we saw pictures included with this indictment. Is that is that normal? Does that happen often? It was clear we were going to get pictures because we heard about a cooperating witness who had taken pictures Um, and you could see they're redacted. But some of those pictures uh, almost certainly were in the search warrant that they used to do the search back in August. Um, It's not infrequent. The way we got the way the government got those pictures was. was a because of that cooperating witness, um, but B because it, one of them, my favorite one, um, well, everyone's favorite one is the bathroom where it shows <laughs> Donald Trump storing top secret documents in. Can I say the S word? You can in the shitter, like classified records in the shitter. But um, but the my favorite one is a picture. Of, so Walt Nauta, who was charged with him, walks into the storage. The storage closet one day, he and um, another Trump aide are are helping Trump sort through 80 boxes to decide which of the which of those boxes he's going to allow to go back to um, the archives in, which is what he did in January 2022. So Walt Nauta and this other person are sorting through these boxes and he opens the door and finds the two of them have been knocked over um, by uncertain means and a classified document. One of the documents actually charged, um, which is a five eyes document. So it's, you know, it, it, it's something that is about shared intelligence between the U.S. and and the U.K., et cetera, et cetera. Um, that had fallen out. And Nauta took a picture and sent it to his colleague and said, uh-oh. And she was like, uh, well, when he sent it, Trump had her phone. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, they were like, oh, no, this is terrible. Our boxes are all falling over. Um, but even just by sending that picture, right, Right. that picture almost certainly would have been sent SMS, which is, you know, text. It, well, no, yeah. I mean, but, but those are very, very easy to. Intercept. Right. Not not secure. So, not not. Right. Encrypted so or so basically what now what now to did by sending that picture to his colleague by text was disseminate that document that had fallen out of the box make it available to anybody who was wiretapping his or her phone her phone especially would be wiretapped because um she is probably one of the people who was known that that trump whose phone trump was known to use all the time right now no okay so this is the photograph that i'm i'm putting up on the screen right now uh, to my, you know, novice eyes, I don't know what I'm looking at. But per, is it that folder on the bottom right of the of the box that has like the red uh, uh, border or something? Um, that could be. But the one that other people think it is, is um, there are 
some photographs that are uh, falling out onto the floor uh-huh. and there's a document behind one of the photographs with a black line because oh the black the line picture. yep yeah they tell you that the picture is redacted so that's one that people think might be um you know there's like the washington post headline right and then picture, picture behind it and a document behind it with a redaction at the top. That may be the one. Right. So, so Marcy Wheeler, again, you've spent a lot of time going through this. And, and I urge everybody, as I did urge you to read the, the indictment, read Marcy's write-ups of these. You've got about five or six of them. And you, you, I added a couple this morning. You've been busy. Um, but <laughs> busy. Wow. Y- your insight is just, it, it, it's eye-opening. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at this stuff and I'm thinking, so in in reading, um, it appears that this was all so premeditated. I mean, there were a, a, a lot of boxes and we've seen them. We saw the, the bathroom ones that you mentioned. We'll get into that in a moment. The ones in the ballroom on the stage, they're just sitting out in the open. And apparently Donald Trump, it sounds like. He went through, he found these documents that forever, whatever reason he wanted to keep. And he, he like peppered them throughout these boxes of other articles and papers and things that weren't necessarily classified, but things that he kept in order to hide them. Do we know? Yeah. And, and this is, I mean, this was like, I, I tried to write this post about four times since this story broke and it confirms what I suspected, which is that Donald Trump curated classified documents serially. So first he did when he was packing up to leave and the indictment makes clear it doesn't talk about the the import of this but the indictment makes clear that Nauta was one of the people who helped him pack up to leave so he's about to leave we know about the fact that he tried to de- he tried and failed to declassify the crossfire hurricane binder um so one of the last things trump was was um obsessing about before he left office was basically stealing classified documents. So he curates them, doesn't declassify them, curates them, puts them in boxes, sends them to Mar-a-Lago, puts them on the ballroom stage. They bounce around uh, Mar-a-Lago for a couple of months from um, they get there right in January, February. Then they go to the stage. Then they go to the bathroom. In June of 2021, they finally get to the storage closet, the famous storage. You know, it was the it was the valet in the storage closet with the empty boxes. <laughs> um, I love and- that. But even there's a picture from June 2021, probably from that cooperating witness um, showing 80 boxes. But even at that point, those aren't all the boxes because we know Trump took boxes with him to Bedminster each summer. And so that 80 boxes is not the universe of documents he stole. There's some that were at Bedminster, including the Iran document that he was boasting about that DOJ subpoenaed and... Um, Trump couldn't find. So that document has disappeared off the face of the earth. We know it went from Mar-a-Lago to Bedminster, gone. Um, and that's pretty important. Um, and then, and then um, you know, the archives keeps nagging Trump starting in 2021. Give us the documents back. Give us the documents back. Give us the documents back. So in November, this other this other employee um, that I've been talking about, the one who whose phone Trump uses. Yes. Um, she and Nauta are tasked with helping Trump sort through all of these documents. So from November until January, all three of them are working on it together. And now to keep bringing boxes and now to, um, you can tell from one of the texts that's included in the indictment. Now to is actually taking notes on the boxes about what they include and, and maybe what Donald Trump wants to do. And Donald Trump is doing this personally over the course of two months. Um, and at one point he's like, okay, 12 boxes will go back. And it ended up being 15 boxes that go back. Um, and then after that, that's when that's when the FBI gets called. I mean, it takes a couple of months for the FBI to get called. Like it takes a month, takes two months for the FBI to get involved. And FBI gets involved, and um, and they're like, uh, there's still documents out there. We know that they're, you know, like if if you gave us if you gave us this many back, then we still expect it. And that's. Um, so curation one is leaving the White House. Curation two is turning those documents back in um, in twenty in January twenty twenty one, and then from for several months in May of twenty twenty two, Donald Trump is doing the same thing. 
Right. Mm -hmm. So NATO is bringing at one point, you know, at one point, Donald Trump has 64 boxes in his residence. Wow. 64. Right. And um, and he's setting up this scheme where Evan Corcoran is going to search all of the documents in the storage closet, being told that that's the only place that were stored. That's the only place there um, was classified information. Um, and so there are 64 boxes in Donald Trump's residence. He says, OK, Walt, bring back 30. Those are the ones that Evan Corcoran can search. <laughs> right. Um, and so the other 34 were not searched by Evan Corcoran. Sometime after Corcoran, so so that's the that's the third curation, right? Mm -hmm. um, Donald Trump chose which of the thirty boxes he was going to let Evan Corcoran search, and which thirty four he wasn't. Um, and but then again, this is the second summer this happens. Um, eventually, most of those remaining thirty four boxes get moved back into the storage closet, but. Several of them, we don't know how many, several of them get loaded on the plane to go to Bedminster <laughs> where they disappear forever. So that's but, another but set of but, classified documents that are still unaccounted for. And then the of the so the, the search in August of last year that found 100 documents, mm -hmm. um, many of those and many of the most sensitive ones were found in a leather bound box in Trump's office. But. Many of them, you know, so a, a chunk of them were found back in the storage closet. And and we should assume, I'm, I'm doing this from memory, but there's something like 12 boxes in the storage closet where they found classified documents when they searched in August 2022. Mm -hmm. And those are the boxes, those 12 boxes at least, are the boxes that were in Trump's residence when Evan Corcoran was searching. Right. Um, that the FBI sure enough found in August 2022 when they came to look for him. Um, but there also, remember, there were 46, and then we found another one. There were 46 empty classified folders. Right. Um, most of them in that leather bound box. And it's not outside the realm of highly likelihood that those 46 documents plus the extra one went on the plane to Bedminster to disappear forever. Now, okay, so a couple of things about Bedminster. One is this whole indictment had the whole case moved to Florida because allegedly that's where the, the law was broken because Donald Trump left the White House, was no longer president, and then started messing with these documents that he had no right to have in his possession. There's one yeah, part. Let me, I mean, not because I always come on every time I come on and say it's all about Florida, Nicole. Right. <laughs> it's still all about. I mean, this, that, in my opinion, it, that, that was not a controversial decision at all. And the okay. reason why is to hold a president accountable for 18 U.S.C. 793E for the Espionage Act violation. Um, you need to prove that after such time, he no longer had legal access to those documents. Mm hmm. So after January 2021, right. he had them and refused to give them back. And so the 31 documents, none of the documents that Trump returned in January 2022 are charged. They're all charged. The documents that are charged are the ones that were re that were returned in response to the subpoena in June of 2022 and the ones that were found in August of 2022. And so what what they're actually charging, um, they, they charge it from January until the, the you know, the June and, and August of 2022. But what they're really charging is what did Donald keep after <laughs> January 2022, uh -huh. after he'd been asked to return them and refused? And, and that's the crime at issue is that the, the crime at issue is that period of time from January to either June or August where he'd been asked and he refused to give them back. Right. Got it. And but the, the, so the Florida is is legitimate. It's called for. It's supposed to happen. It's there. However, we've learned that he's taken all these other stuff, all these other boxes up to Bedminster. In fact, there's a transcript of a conversation, a couple of them, um, in which w the one that he he's talking about um, this this plan that he has for an attack, I guess, on Iran. This happens at Bedminster. What I'm wondering in is 2021. Yeah, right. Is there going to be another indictment based in New Jersey? 
Um, I wouldn't rule it out. One of the, I've, you're right. I've written a lot of posts about this, so I've already lost track. But <laughs> one of the posts that I wrote noted that in a court filing, uh, in the filing to seal the indictment last week, Jay Bratt said, I need to keep this sealed so I can do a couple things. One is to alert the the perps so that they can arrange to be here to be uh, to be um, uh, arraigned on Tuesday. Another thing is to alert the cops because one of them is going to, you know, bring out all of his terrorist mob. And another thing is I need to send the indictment back to D.C. for two things. One is um, uh, Walt Nauta's lawyer, a guy by the um, uh, um, Stan Woodward, has let after it became clear that Nauta was going to be charged, Stan Woodward decided he was going to make allegations about something Jay Bratt did last November when he tried to convince Woodward to get Nauta to, to cooperate. Um, and so they needed to send the indictment back so that Jay Bratt can say this allegation is meaningless because all I was trying to do was to help him prevent his client from being charged with conspiring to leak highly classified documents or conspiring to withhold highly classified documents. Okay. But he also said it needs to go back to D.C. to a grand jury. So I think it's likely that. Either one of the other grand juries that Jack Smith is fiddling with there or the original grand jury still is doing something. Now, we had heard that um, the bulk of the charges were going to be filed in, in Florida, and I'd say 31 Espionage Act charges count as bulk. Uh -huh. um, but there are things that might have to be charged in D.C. So if somebody flew to D.C. and sat before a grand jury and lied, that's perjury. That would have to be charged in D.C. Um same thing if they were interviewed by the FBI in DC. But one of the other things, I mean, there there are there are many things that could happen, right? Um, and maybe I should just shut up because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But one, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just shut up. I no. just, you know, I, I I'm going to write in in um, upcoming days about some of the other things. I mean, one of one of the things I think that people forget is that um, this is one indictment that Jack Smith is going to bring against Donald Trump, there is assuredly going to be a January 6th indictment. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the January 6th indictment is going to involve is um, the, or at least reportedly is the claim that he falsely raised money from a bunch of chumps during between the election and January 6th, right. based on the promise to do something about election integrity and instead turned it into like a slush fund to use in Mar-a-Lago to, among other things, pay Walt Nauta. Wow. Pay all of the witnesses in this Espionage Act case and, um, and, pay, and pay Walt Nauta's lawyer. Uh -huh. Stan Woodward. Okay. And so um, that raises like one of the things that I would be unsurprised by is if tomorrow or in days ahead, if DOJ says, look, we think that um, Walt Nauta needs an extra attorney to tell him about the conflict that Stan Woodward has because he's being paid by the pack that is being criminally investigated by Jack Smith. Uh, and he probably needs some some independent advice. And and I think he does. I mean, I think that um, I think he got bad advice last November because and, and he's still getting bad advice because, frankly, he could very easily walk now to the valet be charged uh, not just with conspiring to obstruct justice, which is a 20 year charge, but he could be charged with conspiring to withhold those documents, the 31 mm -hmm. highly classified documents. And then he'd face the 10 year max sentence for each of 31 documents. Right. Well, let's and talk about Walt Nualta for a second, because, you know, he is the only other person charged in this indictment. And he's charged on uh, many of the counts because he's the guy who physically moved the boxes from place to place. In fact, in one of your write-ups, Marcy, at EmptyWheel.net, you have you know him taking five boxes out, then taking 30 boxes out, then putting 30 more. And I mean, it's like a game of, you know, hide the ball in the, you know, the, the, the street scam that scammers do to, to get money from passersby. It, it was a game of hide the 
the classified documents. There seems to be no question here that Donald Trump knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted to keep these documents. He believed he had the right to for whatever reason. And no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Though. Oh, when he said, I mean, that's the important thing about that 2021 recording. He said, this is classified. I no longer have the right to declassify. Right. It, so. I've got it right here. See, as president, I could have declassified it. And the staffer laughs and said, yeah. And then Trump says, now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. And the staffer laughs again and said, yeah, now we have a problem. And Trump says, isn't that interesting? It's more than interesting. It's this is he he's he's uh, he's admitting to a crime here, isn't he? Yeah. And and I think you were going to this direction, which is what um, what. What, what about that? Like right. that's that is disseminating classified information twice in Bedminster. Exactly. Um, that's where. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and and I it may not be the only instance of that. So because uh, we don't know what happened, right? Like that document disappeared forever. That Iran document gone. You know, they subpoenaed it, said, please, please go find it. Uh, Trump's lawyers couldn't find it. I one of, you know, Tim Parlatori was the first one to quit. He quit after it became clear that that document was lost forever because he's the one, remember, who went before a grand jury in, de- in December and said, nope, nothing there. Um, and it turns out that document is gone forever. Uh then there is the second batch, right? Like those disappeared forever. And so, you know, obviously I think Jack Smith did some investigation about where those documents went. Um, and we don't know. We, right. we have no idea. And so that's that remains one question that is unanswered. Um, but I would also say that um, the other thing that isn't in the indictment that I expected which is important for this whole perspective, because remember, in addition to the um, so the 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 conversation you and I are talking about was targeting Mark Milley. Donald right. Trump thought he had a dark document that could prove that Mark Milley was wrong. He, you know, of course, he was lying about it. But nevertheless, he was doing it to get back at Mark Milley because he's obsessed about Mark Milley. Um, and that's that's a document that he was using to his own personal advantage. Mm-hmm. The other instance from uh, from Bedminster that they include in the indictment is where Trump is sharing um, a map with one of his PAC employees. Right. Right. So he's like, here's yep. a map of an ongoing fight. I'm going to show it to you. Don't get too close. And immediately after that, there's this unexplained paragraph where the indictment says Donald Trump used to say it was illegal to leak to journalists as if that PAC employee leaked contents of that map to journalists now that's not a, that's not alleged um if that happened that would be conduct that happened in new jersey or some other state but but regardless um those three paragraphs in there strongly suggest that you know that um smith has the goods on trump for disseminating classified information but in context of that um the, the thing that I expected to see in the Mar-a-Lago indictment but didn't is there was a document found in a in a desk drawer at Mar-a-Lago that um, compiled, and I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, it compiled a confidential and a secret document with a message from a faith leader, a message from a pollster, and a message from a book author. And that's the kind of document that sounds like they were using it for the PAC. Right. Um, There's another case where um, one of Trump's aides, uh, in fact, the the employee who whose whose phone Trump had, that woman um, ordered another to make copies of all of Trump's schedules from when he was president. And in the process of doing so, that younger, that that more junior woman ended up copying classified information, put it on her phone, put it on her laptop. Um, those are both instances of Trump disseminating classified information to people without clearance. In mm-hmm. this case, is staffers and possibly, you know, people they were trying to raise funds from for the benefit of his super PAC. And that doesn't show up in any of this. But I think that given Given that we know Jack Smith is also investigating Trump's other parts of Trump's super PAC, I think that they make um, 
the the fact that they're not in this indictment are, are is really interesting to me um, because the other thing I find interesting about it is I you know I've said this I really didn't expect all those classified documents to be in in the indictment mm-hmm. I, you know they're just so much more sensitive than anyone has ever gotten into a trial before what I expected to be in the indictment uh, was that that compiled document because it it you know, it showed that Trump was using classified information to raise money for his super PAC or something like that. Um, and so that's part of the story that is still out there that I um, expect we might see again in a different form. Right. So, Marcy Willer, there's so many different directions we could go. So we could keep talking about what was discovered, what the, I mean, that just the the sheer I, I mean, as I'm reading it, my I had to pick my chin off. Uh, up off the floor a number of times seeing the pictures i mean the the bathroom one of course is the one that we're all talking about which is just <laughs> yeah. so awesome um first of all do you talk about the chandeliers and the sconce but it's like what the hell and then these boxes and this picture that i'm showing on the screen now the top of it is cut off but in the full picture you can see above the the shower curtain that there are more boxes in the shower as well um but my favorite is something that someone posted on facebook that um you know there's a picture of, I don't know if that's MBS or just some other, you know, Saudi official sitting on the toilet in the bathroom, casually looking through a folder. Obviously, it's photoshopped, but how easy, how easily that could have happened. And that's the problem here, isn't it? Yeah, one I of mean, the problems. Also, his decorating <laughs> taste is just a problem. Like, how can Ron DeSantis not make an issue of that, at least? Because it's just horrible. It is. Like, so oh, tiny. my God, that bathroom should disqualify you, qualify you from running for president all by itself. You got to be 35. You got to be a natural born citizen. And you can't have that horrible of decorating taste. And there you have it. There you have um, it. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that... Um, one of the things that may become more clear in days ahead is, um, and I, you know, one of the posts, a couple of the posts I did keep harping back to this last September when they were fighting to be able to access the classified documents, to be able to investigate the classified documents, um, they said to the 11th Circuit, and the, it was persuasive to the 11th Circuit, they said, in a footnote, they said, look, this is like the case of NGFO, who was this NSA engineer who brought some files home from work and from his computer, some hackers stole it. And then they were released as part of the shadow brokers uh, story. And um, what what that letter was, it was a letter that then director of the NSA, Mike Rogers, wrote for his sentencing saying, you know, in cases like this, where we don't know whether it's been compromised or not, we have to shut down programs. We have to just shut programs down because we have to assume it's been compromised. And I found it really telling that that was included in a filing to the 11th Circuit because, um, you know, like it's not just that Trump was having weddings in the ballroom where there were these boxes. It's not just that there was a there was a guitar and a coat rack right there with the boxes full of classified documents Mm -hmm. suggesting that people were wandering in and out of the storage room. Right. Mm -hmm. It's also that. Uh, Mar-a-Lago was known to be targeted by foreign intelligence services and the kind of um, production that was going on two different, you know, two months from November of 2021 until January of 2022. And then another two or three weeks in May to June of 2022. Um this moving of boxes to Trump's residence and back. Right. That's going to attract attention of anybody, you know, like whatever staffers have been paid by foreign intelligence services, whatever Chinese spies have infiltrated, whatever fake Rothschilds have, you know, ingratiated themselves with Mar-a-Lago. And, you know, I it just would be just stunning if uh, those, if foreign intelligence services didn't, you know, like... Uh, Real spooks on Twitter are like, you know, if they didn't make the most of this, they should be put out of business because it was so blatant and right. so easy people to steal these things. So the 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 whoever the, the authorities believe that 
all these documents have been compromised. The, the ones that they found, they believe because they were kept in such shoddy fashion, so open to anybody who happened upon them, that they're going under the assumption that all of these documents have been uh, have been released, that they're, that they're no longer um Top Well, they're still secret, but that they've been compromised. And so that, yes, programs have probably been shut down as a result. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, am, I think it's likely. Yeah, I think it's likely. I mean, I also think that um, simply to have contemplated using these at trial suggests that they aren't using a lot of this program anymore. In right. other words, like like you're not going to like. Um, every time they go to trial on Espionage Act, there's this there's this trade off because um, you have to go to the agency that's been victimized and you have to say, like, how much are you willing to declassify to go to trial? Uh, the one that I've covered most closely where they had to do a ton was the Josh Schulte case where the, the guy who stole all of CIA's hacking tools. Um, and that was a really, you know, time consuming, I think, painful process. I did a post where I mentioned the Scooter Libby trial this morning mm-hmm. where um, Pat Fitzgerald had to go and get a bunch of presidential daily briefs declassified because Libby was going to use them in his defense. Um, so that's the Libby case is probably the one that is most similar to the kind the, to the to the process that will lead up to Trump's case. But even in the Libby case, I mean, even though Libby got a bunch of presidential daily briefs declassified for use at trial, there's still no comparison to the really super highly classified documents in the indictment against Donald Trump. And so, you know, I think that it is just mind blowing to imagine what it took to get agencies to be willing to use, allow those to be used at trial. Almost all, I mean, not almost all, but most of the top secret documents that Trump either returned with the subpoena or uh, was found to still have in August 2022, um, maybe two thirds of those are on the indictment. Right. So I guess a lot remains to be seen and we'll find out as it plays out. The first the next episode, I guess, to play out is tomorrow when Trump has to show up at federal court in Miami. Of course, he's already trying to make a circus out of it. He's fundraising off of it. He's um, recruiting followers and and supporters to come out and what wreak havoc and and be violent, it seems. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he he wants to have a riot. He wants to. uh, And again, it's all Florida. Once again, Nicole, we have to talk about your state. Are you going to get out of there, man? Soon we're working on it. (laughs) We're delayed, but But, we're getting out eventually. But but um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, this is there's real cause for violence. And, you know, uh, how many concealed carriers are there going to be? What, how many weapons are going to, you know, like Jan, what, what prevented January 6th from being a bloodbath is weapons aren't permitted in DC. They are in Miami. That's right. So what's going to happen? Uh, I, I would not go anywhere near Miami tomorrow. Um, and, and I guess it remains to be seen. I mean, look, Trump tried to get people to come out in, in Manhattan and that was a dismal failure. Then again, this is more his uh, uh, peeps down here than they are in New York these days. So I don't know. He, his goal is to create a circus. And now he no, also his goal is not to create a circus. His goal is to create civil war. Well, I mean, let's be very right. honest nope, about this. Thank let's you. call it what you're it right. is. You're absolutely his right. His goal is to sow political violence, to make a prosecution against him unsustainable and also to turn this into a tribalist issue. There should be, I mean, Republicans have invented all manner of excuse for why this is wrong, for why they spent, you know, all of summer 2016 saying lock her up. But right. now they find it inappropriate to prosecute Donald Trump for like literally stealing 300 classified documents. And, you know, and and the reason Republicans are doing that is you know, for a variety of reasons. One is if they don't, Donald Trump is going to attack them. Uh-huh. If they, um, you know, they have been um, duped by Trump to believe that Trump was bad done by, that he was targeted by the FBI when the FBI was instead 
you know, killing Hillary Clinton's campaign. It's a it's a complete fantasy, but Republicans believe it as a matter of faith right now. Right. And so it makes it very easy to say this is more targeting of Donald Trump when, the, you know, it builds on years of propaganda about Donald Trump having been targeted in January in, in 2016. And then the other thing is that uh, Republicans are trying to figure out how they win the presidency. And Donald Trump is the guy right now who's likely to uh, win the nomination. And so a lot of people are very recklessly saying we got to support our guy. Um, but that also means that the GOP is branding themselves as a pro stealing classified documents party. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that messaging changes as more and more people read the indictment, which is very damning. And Bill Barr, who is a horrible person, is 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 on Fox News left and right saying, no, really, this is a real indictment, which I predicted him and Andrew McCarthy both have been signaling for months that they're going to use this indictment to kind of invite people to try and ditch Donald Trump for some better fascist. Um, and, and they have done even even the most one of the most surprising things of the last three days is that Jonathan Turley has yes. turned on Donald Trump, yep. which is Quite telling. Yes, it, it it is, and we boy, we could go off on Jonathan Turley another day. Um, I, you know, I was I was disappointed. I, I was not shocked, but I was still stunned that before we even saw the indictment, we just knew he had been indicted uh, for these documents, and already members of Congress including the Speaker of the House, unequivocally backed him. Now the the indictment is out and we see how serious these charges are. We see the severity of the documents that he took and the lengths that he went to conceal the fact that he still had them uh, and his determination to keep them. And some of the leaks that he, you know, knew where he was wrong in leaking them and still did. Even seeing all that, these members of Congress and the Speaker of the House are still backing him unequivocally. And instead of, you know, defending him, saying why they believe, you know, he, he's not guilty, it's, well, what about Hillary? What about Hunter? Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're still looking for messaging. And, um, I, you know, I think Democrats thus far have encouraged people to stay quiet. Dan Goldman is the only one I, I've really seen out there calling Republicans out. Um, but at some point, that's going to change. At some point, I think um, at some point, there's going to be some organized messaging among Democrats to say the entire Re Republican Party has put Donald Trump above loyalty to this country. And if they do it right, it, for all of this early kind of reckless support for Trump, I think could really backfire, particularly as more details about uh, what documents he stole come out, the damage he did, what happened to the missing documents, etc. I mean, and we're finding, you know, just complete ignorance from these people as well. Like, you know, Jim Jordan, of course, as, um, Kevin Cruz, the historian said, um, Jim Jordan loves to cover up crimes that happen next to showers. <laughs> That's true. Touche. Um, but one of the things, you know, like one of the things that Republicans are missing, which you and I have already talked about, which tells you know, your listeners that were a lot smarter than Republicans out there is the 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 existence of at least that one nuclear document. Mm -hmm. That's a document Trump cannot declassify, could not declassify as president, cannot declassify now. And so that document, like even if all of the other charges get thrown out, that document is still something that he could never declassify by, by himself. And so, you know, there's a lot of my there's a lot of landmines like that built into this case. Right. Now, I started asking you about Walt Nuat Nauta. This is the only other person charged in this indictment. He's charged. This this guy could spend a lot of time in jail. This was he was a military uh, valet for Trump when he was in the White House. The, you know, if you look, if you all see any picture of the um, the Oval Office, the outside, it's always a military guy standing guard. So I'm guessing it was one of those people. That's how he met him. And then when Trump left office, he went with him as his personal, his body man, his his body man, his valet, uh, his, his number one guy. And this guy is still lying for Trump. In fact, in the indictment itself, you see instances and they're in bold where where Walt lied to the FBI, to the, the the investigators, just flat out blatantly lied. Is that why they're they're going so hard on him? Um, 
it, trying to get him to flip, but it appears he hasn't. Yeah. I mean, again, he was, so he lied and, and it's stunning. I, I, again, I've lost track of the post I wrote, but I wrote one where I noted that he was interviewed and I, I'm going from memory, but I think it was May 26th of last year. So he was interviewed in the middle of this scheme to trick Evan Corcoran. Like he started moving boxes on May 22 and was still moving boxes on June 2nd. And in the middle of all of that, the FBI interviews him on, on May 26th and they say they don't know that Nauta is moving these boxes concurrently. They're asking him about what Nauta did before the boxes were returned to NARA in January 2022. And Nauta, who was moving them back and forth and is on security footage doing that and sending texts to this other staffer talking about that, says, oh, I have no idea what happened with that. I mean, it was a blatant, 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 blatant lie. Right. right. <clears throat> Alleged lie. Um, and then in November, after they got the security footage showing that he had lied, they went back to him and they're like, OK. And uh, according to reports, he revised his testimony about the earlier stuff, even though that is only some of that was on film. But he was asked further questions and he uh, refused to cooperate without getting immunity. And for months um, people leaking to journalists were like, oh, it was a big mistake of Jay Bratt not to have given him immunity. He couldn't get that information. Uh-huh. And I'm like, are you kidding? You know, they're just going to charge this guy. That's right. You know, like his, he could be charged very easily with conspiring to steal these documents. He hasn't been yet. He's just been charged with obstruction. But those are 20 year potential sentences. Probably, you know, he's probably looking at more like three years. Um, but nevertheless, now his, his, like he could have, he could have avoided all jail exposure. Now he's looking at maybe three years, um, because he got stupid legal advice in November by somebody paid for by Trump's super PAC. Right. Um, and now, you know, now they still could charge him. And so, yeah, they're trying to flip him and, um, we'll see what happens. Now he, his lawyers are being paid by Trump or Trump. Acolytes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all these people's lawyers are being paid by Trump. It's like the Cassidy Hutchin thing. Remember right. that yeah. her lawyer, when she first uh, testified to the January 6th committee, was paid again by Trump people. And he, you know, we'll see what happens with him. But um, she at least claims that he uh, encouraged her to be less than forthcoming. And that's her allegation. You know, that's not been litigated yet but if that's true that means that basically he wasn't representing her interests fairly and there are a number of you know i I looked at there's a number of lawyers for january 6 people who it looks to be the same and so you know these people are being really poorly represented because they're being represented to to protect donald trump not to represent their own interests and so i think that one of the reasons you charge walt nauta is is to force this you can't do this until somebody's charged you can't you know before somebody's charged you can't say get rid of your lawyer but they can now go to a judge and say look we think that at least review with him um the fact that uh his lawyer has a conflict and let him know what that conflict is so that he can choose whether he still wants to waive that conflict going forward now that he's been criminally charged right so i think that's one of the many functions of this indictment Okay. Uh, now then, uh, let's look to the, the, the trial or going towards that. Tomorrow is the arraignment and the judge overseeing the case is Eileen Cannon. She's the original judge from this documents after the Mar-a-Lago, uh, search warrant was ex- uh, executed who tried to, you know, do Trump's bidding and put a kibosh on everything and appoint a special master to look at the documents and slow everything down. This is who gets the random draw to be the judge on this case. How problematic is that? Well, look, uh, Charlie Savage, New York Times did a really good and, and I encourage people to to really uh, trust Charlie Savage more than most of the other journalists covering this because he knows the Espionage Act and okay. almost none of the other journalists do. So, um, you know, search out Charlie Savage, church, search out uh, pieces that involve ben, ba- Brandon Van Grack, that involve there's a guy named David Aaron who's writing some pieces for Just Security, um, that there's a guy named Brian Greer who's also contributing pieces. He's a former CIA lawyer. Those guys know what they're talking about. Virtually everyone else really um, isn't familiar with the Espionage Act. Um, So 
Charlie Savage did the math, went to the clerk and the clerk said, look, you know, here's how if you're going to charge in West Palm Beach, which is where the alleged crime has Mm -hmm. happened, then. Aileen Cannon becomes, you know, somewhere between a 25% to a 50% draw because of the, how few judges there are. Right. And Jack Smith knew that when he charged it there. Jack Smith knew that going in and he charged it there nevertheless. Now, it's possible they'll ask her to recuse based on the um, rulings from the 11th Circuit, or it's possible that he's factored that in. Um, one thing that I noted, which I, I don't think really has gotten a lot of notice the whole time she was doing that stuff back uh in august and september last year through december actually Mm -hmm. um she had never read she kind of deliberately didn't read never asked to read the unredacted search warrant so she was going off of what trump told her about the case not the evidence in the case and I'm not, I wouldn't expect her to be very favorable to DOJ. Um, I would expect though, if DOJ remains before her, um, for right wingers to trust the process more. Um, I would expect her, you know, she's also, she, she, I also want to say she's a qualified judge. Like unlike a lot of Trump appointees, she is absolutely a qualified judge. She's just a nutter. Um, (laughs) You know, like like there are both kinds for Trump. She had she you know, she was she was an appellate uh, clerk. She had experience both in and out of government. She she is totally qualified to be a judge. Um, She but she's not that experienced. And people in Florida in general are not that experienced working with highly classified cases. Right. Because most of those get tried in D.C. and Virginia. And so it's going to be an interesting process. Um, I, you know, one of the things that's going to be true about this case, unless it gets thrown out right away, is that the SEPA process, the, the debate over how you submit classified information, that process will take a long time. And that's like, it takes a long time, even if you walk into the process with three clear defense attorneys. Trump doesn't have, I mean, he has one attorney right now. It's not even clear that he's cleared. One of his only Florida attorneys, Chris Keis, uh, has been a registered agent for Venezuela. So my guess is he's not going to be able to get cleared to be an attorney for Trump on this. And um, as a result, like, you know, it's going to take probably t- two months before he gets lawyers who have clearance who can then enter into a protective order to begin to look at the evidence in this case. So um, it's going to take a while. And again, I think Jack Smith knew that. But you know, calling, take- he called for a speedy trial at the end of the, the indictment. But you're saying there's no way this is going to be tried before the end of the year. No. No. Um, and and, you know, like uh, it is possible. And here's what I, and I'm going to write. So you're listening. I mean, by the time this goes on air, it'll be there. Um, I may have already written it. But um, one of the things I'm going to write is that um, effectively Trump is looking at the potential of a trial next July during the general election. Wow. And so and and that still would be really quick. But let's just imagine that that's possible. If that were to happen, all of these classified documents, which to us right now are completely obscure, that would be the story of the summer. These are this. These are the secrets Donald Trump stole and put in his shower. And I think that uh, once Trump starts getting classified discovery, which, again, is months away from now because of having to get clearance and protective orders and everything. Once Trump starts getting this, he's going to realize that he's facing, you know, he's going to try and delay and he, you know, there are certainly many ways he can delay, but he will be facing. That's, that's what I think Jack Smith meant when he said, we're going to go for speedy trial. Uh. Um, that the possibility that Trump is going to be trying to run uh, to be president with the, fact of this um with the fact of these stolen documents out there dominating the news right there's a lot about this that i call hillary's revenge Um, (laughs) there's even there's even like attacks on hillary from 2016 which are actually built to be very important to this indictment and an attack on john brennan built to be very important to this indictment 
Right, because uh, Donald Trump makes it. You look at the tape that are the video that's floating around now, and there's Donald Trump saying, "We're going to make people understand that classified documents mean classified, and nobody has a right, you know, any business being in government if they don't understand that top secret means secret and classified." Uh, you know, his words will come back and bite him because, well. They should. Um, this is this is going to this is going to dominate the news for the next uh, long while, I think. Um, Marcy, I'm so glad you're on the case. I hope you'll come back on more often because I, it, there's a lot of moving parts here. And obviously, a lot of shit's going to be flying um, beginning tomorrow. Uh, and it, I mean, I, I think I don't I don't know what to expect going on other than the shit storm that we've been living in just um, uh it, it, increasing in 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 speed and and velocity, I guess. Yeah. Well, hold on to your hats. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. all happening in Florida. Like here, of we thought there was something that wasn't happening in Florida, and there you go, Nicole. It's still Florida. Oh, just uh, yeah, stay away because it's dangerous down here. Um, Marcy <laughs> Wheeler, do. again, um, emptywheel.net. You've done such a great job in covering it up to this point. I, I stop here, you know, every morning to see what else you've written. And, and look, I stopped there early this morning and I come back before we started taping and you put up yet another post. So uh, it's it's a lot. It's it's fast moving. It's important. Um, we made the mistake of flipping over to Fox the other night just to hear how they were covering it and they're just delusional it seems like they learn nothing from the dominion lawsuit they're just still lying and covering for this guy um well they, i mean they need to do it. actually you know one of the things that i've been most surprised by uh was a was a wall street journal op-ed which was one of the stupidest yes. things i've seen and i'm like normally wall street journal tries to be less stupid than fox news and for whatever reason you know and i think again it's partly because they have to maintain this tribalism mm. it's not necessarily about donald trump there's some criticism of donald trump in this op-ed but they need to maintain this notion that um prosecuting a republican of any stripes is you know is a is an abuse of due process and that's of course poppycock yeah uh, it, uh, to be continued that's the only way to put it this is so far this is just unraveling now <laughs> and and i hope you know i hope all those uh, donald trump lemmings are paying attention i hope they'll at least read the indictment um but uh, I don't know. I guess we wait and see what happens and uh, keep going to EmptyWheel.net for the coverage. Marcy Wheeler, thank you so much. And um, I'll be in touch more often because I think there a lot is going to keep happening here. So if that's all right with you, we'll keep calling on you. I will do. Take care, Nicole. Thank you so much. Marcy Wheeler. And oh, man, she is she is the best. She is by far just the best at covering stories like this. Seriously, if you haven't yet checked out. Oh, hold on. I got to turn the mic back on. Duh. Sorry about that. I realized that my mic was off. Um, Marcy, all I said was she is the best. Marcy Wheeler is the absolute best at covering stories like this. And if you have not yet been to EmptyWheel.net and and read her coverage over the last few days, um, go now because the show's over. So you won't be missing anything. So, um, yeah. So go um, check out EmptyWheel.net. I will stay in touch with Marcy. And, you know, these days she comes on every three to four weeks. I think we'll have to get her on more often in the coming weeks because uh, things are going to get busier and busier. Okay, with that, we are done. Now, a program note about tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, of course, at 3 o'clock Eastern is when Trump is supposed to show up at this uh, Miami federal courthouse. Here's the thing. Right now, reportedly, he does not have a Florida-based attorney. He's tried to hire some, some, but nobody was willing to take his case as of yet. So if he does not come up with an attorney by um, tomorrow, then, uh, well, he, um, he, he'll still show up and and I, a technicality, get arrested. And, but I don't know that the arraignment's going to happen. We will find out tomorrow. I plan on being here tomorrow, same time, same place, 5 Eastern, right where you're watching or listening now. However, there is a chance 
Well, I'll be here regardless because, look, I'm going to take you along on this journey. I am beginning ketamine therapy tomorrow morning. (laughs) And if you don't know about ketamine therapy, Google it. Look it up. Do it, it's basically psychedelic um, depression therapy, and so uh, I have to go to the doctor's office at ten thirty tomorrow morning, and I'll be there for two hours because they don't let you leave until the effects of the medication have worn off. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, uh, while I'm there, I can't watch any news because that they don't want you dealing with that stuff. So uh, when I get back, I'll be home if that's 10 I'll be home by one. Um, uh, I will jump in and depending on where my head is at, I may have a totally different perspective on things tomorrow. But I plan on being here. Laffy may or may not be here. She's been she's not been feeling well. So keep your fingers crossed. If you know Laffy, if you uh, follow her on on Mastodon or Twitter or something, reach out to her and tell her to come. I don't know if it'll help, but okay. Yes, I've read that ketamine is effective too, but it is a trippy kind of drug. So who knows? We'll find out. And I promise I'll 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 take you along for the ride as much as I can. Anyway. All right. Okay. Uh, with that, we are done. Is ketamine part of my imaginary OnlyFans channel? Um, I, I don't have an imaginary. Yes, a psychiatrist is, is prescribing this. And uh, it is not covered by BetterHelp. This is through my, my insurance. But my BetterHelp therapist will work with me on it. I'll give you all the I'll give you all the info tomorrow. I promise I'll fill in all the blanks and I'll know a lot more by this time tomorrow too. So um keep your fingers crossed on all fronts and uh I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you as always for listening. Thanks to Marcy Wheeler for all the information and yes, I'll be closely supervised. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs>